Okay, so I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're getting energetic to go out and walk. I'm gonna be super truthful, like you don't know this and you don't know when I record this, but I've been in a bit of a slump and I haven't been doing my morning you know, exercises as I talk about. But I'm just gonna admit it. It's not like everything's going perfect. I'm letting you know. I've had some shitty days, but I'm back. I'm feeling good, but you'll never know this. This thing, I, I'm creating this ahead of time. I'm being mindful, I'm visualizing it. And I'm, to me, it's, it's emotional because I've been so down and just kind of emotionally and mentally beat up and feeling alone and just not well understood. And my ideas aren't seen by others just because it doesn't interest them. And that's cool. And that's what I love about the internet because most of what I'm talking about probably doesn't interest People I know, like don't give me, the ones who know, know, and they're not gonna be offended, and the ones who are offended, I don't give a shit. And I ended up in this cycle, and I'm still in it. It's taking me effort to fucking, you know, start recording myself again, and start doing this work. Because sometimes I feel I'm creating this, and mindfulness isn't really something people, being mindful means you have to fucking be open to the truth. And being mindful is becoming aware that, you know what, just because it hurts your feelings doesn't mean it's not true. Just because it rocks your foundation, which I've had some of the truths of my life rocked, which I've talked about in other podcasts. And when you start accepting that as truth and not just being offended by it, it really opens up the conversations and the spectrum of possible ideas. And it's okay to agree that yes, there's a problem. Let's just start with agreeing on that. And sometimes we don't want to admit there's a problem because then that means we have to do fucking work. We have to do something different, but everything's perfect. But is it, is it really, is everything really perfect? Or are we masking it with whatever it is we're happy with? And if that's the only thing we're happy with, and then we start revealing that it's not great, well don't shit on my fucking parade. And I guess that's what we're gonna kind of talk about today. Get your walking shoes. I hope you're walking right now. You're doing your half hour walk of every morning. Just get up and do it. And hopefully I inspire and elicit some ideas and get your little hamster running on your mind while you're working your physical muscles. So one thing I wanna just become aware of, like as we are talking about mindfulness and we are becoming mindful that humans have an impact on a planet. And if you don't believe that, like if you don't believe that humans don't have an impact, I say start your car, put a hose to it, put a bunch of trees in your garage, shove that hose into the garage and just hang out there and just see what happens. And if nothing happens, then guess, I guess your argument's right. I guess the trees are gonna save the world. Oh, but then also go in there and have someone come in every day and cut 1% of your trees every day, just because, because you're gonna use it for other shit. So that's what's going on in the world. So yes, trees around the world are helping but these same people are the ones supporting for companies to go in and clear cut. So it's like, oh, God damn it. So your argument, which let's pretend you're right, is that the trees will clean the air and the earth has always been used to mass CO2, but it's like, okay, you're right. The volcanoes do produce CO2. The world does produce CO2. Rotting corpses create gases. There's a bunch of things, but all I'm saying is, 
we are adding to the problem. And if you deny that we are adding to the problem, it's like, wow, wow, you know what? I hope you're not listening to this because it's just going to piss you off. You're not going to believe any of it, which is fine. And you're right. You win. You win and crack a beer. But as we're going through and we're learning and we're discovering. Now, there's a whole other part like the climate change, I think, has gotten completely out of whack. We're focusing on an end result that may or may not be while not even focusing at the problems at hand. We're getting there. We're getting there. There's some good shows like The True Cost on Netflix. It's a great documentary on the fashion industry. And fast fashion is a big issue. And we're not going to get into that right now because that's a whole other episode But fast fashion. There are certain lines that say they have 52 fashion seasons a year. That's once a week. And uh, the Patriot Act is an awesome interpretation of it. And not just, I don't know, they just talk about it. And it's great. And I love, Patriot Act is one of my new favorite shows. It brings up really fantastic topics. Him, John Oliver, also, I really like it because they bring up actual issues. And I look at it and I'm like, I'm like gosh darn it, that's a lot of stuff that needs to be addressed. And it's pretty accurate. So when you start becoming a little more mindful of the world, just the world. So today I want to focus on natural resources because at the end of the day, they drive the cost of everything. When those prices go up, everything we consume goes up. Now, I don't even know who owns all that. And all I want to talk about is how they affect our neighbors. And when I speak about our neighbors, you know, as a Canadian, our neighbors to the south would be the Americans. And being from Winnipeg, the neighbors would be, you know, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC, all to the west. Then you got Ontario, Quebec. You got the Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland. And of course, you got the territories up top, which are amazing. The Northwest Territories, Yukon. And of course, none of it. And when you start seeing where communities were built, and then of course you need everything you need, just like in the old movies. So you got the brothel, the bar, you got the general store, you got the blacksmith, you got the school, you got the kids, and you start building it up. You got the stable, yeah, the blacksmith for the shoes, the horseshoes. And then you got the railway coming in because they're the ones who are gonna be bringing it down. And then eventually you get the gas stations coming in. And then you've got this little town and everyone needs a job and that's how it flows. And as we pull the resources from the ground, the question becomes, well, how many more years are left in that ground? And do we truly know? And to what cost are we gonna keep digging if it's no longer required? I believe hemp's the future and it's gonna replace a lot of the logging industry. Now that doesn't mean all the logging people will lose their jobs there. We still need paper. We're still building, like we're still using these devices until we figure out how to use those three shells on Judge Dredd. We still need toilet paper. I don't wanna use my hands. Honestly, I like the paper. So those industries won't be affected, but then, you know, the wood industry. So it's like, well, what do we do? I said, well, we'll clear cut the wood to put crops. No, that's not 100% what we have to do, but they may. And are we at the point in the world where, aren't we done cutting all the trees? Like, hey, we've got all the land for growing. It's done. We're gonna keep X percent of the earth untouched so that it could be the lungs, like the people talk about, the importance of having the trees there. But if we keep clear cutting for the palm trees because we're using palm oil and everything, and then for everything, oh, for the cattle. So because we're eating more meat, because the population keeps growing, they're like, well, we need more land for these cows because people want grass-fed and free-roaming cows, so let's build the land. So they're, 
They're trying to appease the people by doing what they say, but it's like, okay, but dude, you can't be doing that. Like the justification. What's the expression? Paying Paul with Peter? I don't know. I'll have to check that one out. And it's, that's where it gets frustrating. And as you become more aware and you start looking at, okay, all right, we need to change things, but we have to have some empathy on the people that we are affecting. Because we're just so busy not paying attention that we may be proud of our community, our actual neighbors, but we are so big now as a world and also so small because we are connected. We have to understand that just because a person isn't physically directly our neighbor, if we purchase their product or are involved in their business at a long distance, we're still connected. And we can now communicate and witness and see. And if we start seeing that, let's say, for example, which I'm not gonna get into big, but the fashion industry is affecting parts of the world where it's polluting their water so bad because it takes up so much dye and acid and the amount of water it takes to make like a cotton shirt. As we start becoming aware, we're like, whoa, damn it. Each shirt has X amount of value or liters of water that's used. And when we start looking at the resources as, wow, I don't need to keep buying or supporting certain companies once I become aware of it. Now, the companies have two choices. They can get mad and try to disrupt and stop that so that people just don't have a choice or they, they forget about it. Or they can actually change and evolve. And with that, usually rising costs, but that's a risk they have to take. Are you doing a true service or is this some bullshit marketing where you say your product's made of recycled material, but all that's recycled is the tag is, that's printed showing the price. There's so many goofy little tactics companies use for marketing that aren't even true. And it's like, okay, well, at least you've admitted that it's important to acknowledge. So at least that has gotten through and it's now becoming, you know, an awareness. And companies, it's not that we want to see companies die. Like, whatever, if you make good products, we'll give you our money. But your products can't be destroying where we live. Now, their question may be, it's all about streamlining and manufacturing. And so then what? We're like, so this is an honest question. And I, if you have ideas, send it because I'm trying to figure out where is it going to go? Like, where are these all these cities and towns that are getting smaller because young kids are like, I don't want to work in the coal. It's a dying industry. I'm going to go work somewhere else. And the old person's like, man, what are you talking about? This was a great industry. It took care of me. It helped raise you. Like, don't dismiss the coal industry. And I think that's where there's a disconnect because people are getting offended that you're disrespecting what I do. And in my opinion, I, I want to apologize if I've ever made someone feel like that because that was never the intent. And I may not have realized it the way I spoke before, but I realize if I'm talking about a dying industry, I need to be a little nicer because to someone that might be their whole life and what has been built around and is what helped raise their family or which is maybe where they're going through a rough time right now. And as we become more aware and we respect each other mindfully, and when we make a statement, understand that they may get defensive because that person is going through a transition, let's say three generations didn't have to. So let's say their family got here in the you know, late 1800s and then they raised a family and then the 1920s more kids, then the 1940s more kids. So you might be like fifth generation here and you're going from four generations of the coal mine or whatever the industry is the gold mine industry, the diamond industry, whatever it is, your natural resources you're taking from the earth, potash, 
And from the earth, you're taking it and you're getting a paycheck and you're getting good benefits and you get to put your kids through school and and everyone helps each other out. It's a beautiful community. Now what happens when all of a sudden either, because this happens too, a mine can collapse and close down or it could fill with water because it wasn't properly engineered or it could run out of material or resources. The value of the product can just plummet or what's happening right now is that product is no longer being deemed as useful with the new technologies being created. And the way, for example, like I was talking about hemp, like hemp the future is, I think there's gonna be some type of ethanol or some sort of renewable energy source that can be used in the transition from the gas powered car to another technology. And as much as I love electric my question because i don't know the answer is how long do the batteries last are they recyclable and what's their environmental impact now in my mind i would think they'd be able to be refurbished but again i don't know that that would have to be a whole other episode if you know about this stuff or no good links let me know and as we become more aware and open-minded that you know what damn it it does make sense it does make sense i'm not thrilled about it but we got to accept it. Fighting it isn't going to be the answer. And, and there's two decisions to be made at this crossroad. Now, if you're at an age where you can retire soon, just finish it out. Do it. It's not dead tomorrow. We're talking like in 10 years, five years, like be prepared. Now, depending on the decisions are made and how technology advances, anything can happen. But there is X amount of reserve fuel. So in 200 years, it's most likely that industry will be dead. Because there's X amount that we can use and the population just keeps growing and we tend to be using more and more. But as we transition, I start realizing how much plastic we're wasting. And again, if we just make it biodegradable, like, oh, thank God, like it goes back into the earth and it decomposes. Like right now, it's just like we have nothing that decomposes. Plastic is in everything. And this is a whole other episode, but the plastics, like they're finding microplastics in Antarctic ice which means the microplastics are getting sucked into the sky, evaporating, and then getting snowed on or rained on down uh, south and all over the world. So they're finding microplastics everywhere. And that's kind of freaky. And they're finding it in animals, in the fish, some humans is being found. And this is a problem. And to ignore it, it's like, well, so (laughs) what? What do you mean so? I said, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm having a discussion about it. because, And it's going to be a whole other episode because it's so much stuff to be mindful of. So as we choose to work for companies, we become mindful. Like, how does my company actually treat people? Like, would I want to be a customer of my company? Or is it at the end of the day, I don't give a flying fuck because it pays well. And you know what? I just want to have nice things like everyone else. Fuck you for judging me. This is all that I could find like this. And I get it, I had that. The only difference is I never had kids in a family, which gave me time to kind of like really discover all this stuff, mindfulness. And I'm cool with that, I'm cool cool with that decision and I totally respect people who choose the other direction, who say, you know what, I wanna have kids, I wanna have a family. Why was it such a big deal back in the day if you had a job, you had a good job, that's it, there was no judgment. Now it's like, well, we have to be responsible. And it's like, well, just be aware, just be aware that If you work for a company that poisons people, you are now representing them. And if you defend them out loud, we recognize that, wow, like you're not open to 
any fact because that paycheck is so good, you're willing to just forego any science. And that's cool. Like it's, it's not cool, but at least I know that. And you know, other people know it. And if that's your stance, it's like, okay, well, cool. And a paycheck is a nice thing. And if you're having kids and you have a family and you have a mortgage, you need a paycheck. You can't not have a paycheck. I have left jobs and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use some savings and whatever. That's those savings are to buy a house, which I sold my house already. But if I want another house or whatever it is for the future, save for the future, which, you know, that's what you do. Well, sometimes my present moment is where I'm just like, I've had enough. I need some me time and find another job and I'll spend some of those savings. And that was for that future. That was that present, which is now that past. Try to follow that one. So as we choose our paths and choose how to make the resources. I've heard a good analogy that money is considered energy. And it's true because you're putting your energy physically into some work and in return you get a piece of paper which is power to purchase. So it is power and it is energy or you've worked towards getting some energy. Now the way people take our energy from us, which would be the money, so through excessive taxing, corporate loopholes that avoid rich people from paying their taxes, which means the people at the bottom have to pay more taxes. So it's an interesting perspective. So when you start recognizing where you are on how you make your energy, so what kind of energy is your company putting out there? Is it one of the people who are constantly charging fees just for no reason other than to pump up the quarterly profits to prove that you're always making money? But it's like, hey, wait, so you're making money by adding new fees all the time so that it looks like you're making more money like I'm putting my money there to protect my money and now you're taking more and more of my money for me to have access to my money and the amount of money it costs or that I get back for leaving it with you is nothing unless it's in there for a long time and that's for people who aren't on the negative who fucking the banks there because haha I got you you needed money up front well now you got to keep paying me which I've been there and I was lucky that I paid that off after selling my home and that was a nice experience it was like oh wow that was like a uplifting freedom that's what that was oh my god debt is like the opposite of freedom and when you're just like going bill to bill which i have been there multiple times i fucking chased acting all right so there was many times where i was starving and through all those experiences it just allowed me to kind of catalog all my learnings and create this mind surfer mindfulness idea provoking project so the mindfulness that we use and as we become more aware of our spending habits where are the products made who's making it where's the money going how am i affecting people in other countries now here's the important question what products locally could i get that are better than that or that we don't have any of those issues and if it's like a dollar or two extra maybe it's worth it because it's expensive to run businesses in canada it's, it's just part of the problem right now with, with so much taxation. It's almost like the small businesses are having the large, large corporations hiding behind them and being like, whoa, what, dude? I'm just, I'm just a business. I'm just a business, dude. Okay, yes, I get it. You guys are all businesses, but <laughs> the guy in the back row who's kind of hiding there, he's trying to pretend like he's struggling like every other small business, and that's bullshit. And when a small business gets treated like a big business and then gets screwed. And it's like, come on, that's not why that rule was in place. People are, you know, they're not helping out 
the community, the society we're in. Because at the end of the day, love thy neighbor, isn't that kind of like one of the major rules? The golden rule, treat each other the way you want to be treated. Because there's a lot of people who claim to be religious. And it's like, really? What about treat people the way you'd want to be treated? You'd be okay with someone doing that to you? Okay, let's pretend that was your kid. Let's pretend it was your daughter. Let's pretend that was your wife. Like, you'd be okay with that. And so it's like, okay, you know, don't use religion as your backing because we know it's bullshit. Or put your actions, speak louder than words, and you'll have a great retention of staff. You'll have great performance. There's a lot of studies being made right now. As, as a leader, a mindful leader, you have to be aware that you can offer four-day work weeks, the same amount of hours, and you're gonna get more results. And as you start becoming aware that change is inevitable, 200 years ago, they didn't have the systems in place that we do. Health and safety, uh, you know, trains, cell phones, communication, energy. So we can't be saying, oh, this is the way it's always been. No, it hasn't. Quit saying that. It's been going on like that for like two or three generations. So quit saying that the ultimate answer is because this is the way. No, that's all you know. Open your mind. Look at the past. When I say or anyone says open your mind, that's not an insult. It just means to stop. Take a look. We don't hate you. Even if you may appear to be the bad guy, we know that you're not willfully doing it. Or are you? And if you are, then it's like, wow, dude, then like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's not cool. But if you're not, and you're like, well, I'm just trying to get by, I'm just trying to do, well then t take a look, take a look at what's happening. Where's the future going? If you're still running your business like it was 40 years ago, I'm sorry, but it's probably gonna die. But if you're running your business and bringing in young people and developers and recognizing, okay, this is where it's gonna reach next, you know, within X amount of years, Here's what the competitors are doing. Here's what we need to do. Now, this doesn't mean working six days a week, 14 hours a day. No, that is not what innovation is. And I see this so much. Overwork your people and it's like, wow, you're just burning out your staff, pissing them off, and then they quit. And I've been part of those teams. And I can't do anything but laugh when I leave. And I'm like, wow. I believe in karma and karma has its time. And I just, I don't wish anything upon them, but I hope one day they recognize what they do to others. That's all I wish. And then you know what, from there, hopefully they, it wakes them up a bit. As we become more aware that every action we take affects people and our neighbors, and our neighbors aren't just beside us, they're anyone that we communicate with, whether it be across the country, within the city, across the world, that interaction, whether it's a purchase or manufacturing, there's reactions to it. And we just have to be aware of it. And it's not to say, stop all this immediately. I don't think that's the way to go. And I feel like sometimes people think that's where it's going. And in my opinion, let's just have the conversation. Let's talk about it. And let's quit ignoring it because it's a taboo. It's happening. And the whole idea of like boycott everything, how about instead of you organizing a boycott, organize a strategy for people to follow that is a, just a different direction. Instead of putting a roadblock and stopping forward movement, just put a new sign saying, hey, if you keep going this way, it's a little more conscious. And it's like, oh, well, that looks like a fancy route to take. I shall take that way myself. And who knows, you might meet cool people along the way. Now the people, because there is actually a roadblock at the fucking 
other one. Like it's, it's, you make it smaller. There's no roadblock. You can keep going that way. So let's say it's a natural resource shutting down. So yeah, there might be a roadblock. Like, I'm sorry, this road's no longer available for you to take. And you can bitch and moan, complain and stand at this roadblock and say, take it down, take it down. So it's like, okay, they took it down, but it's like, well, we're not bringing it back. Like it's not coming back. So you can keep going down that road, hoping to succeed like your forefathers. But ultimately, is that what's best? I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what it is or what it isn't. It's just a question, the question. And if you choose to wander down the new path, a new option, you're creating more people who are going to be interested. Now, when you get faced with the demise of an industry, you have two choices. You can keep fighting it or you can take it as an opportunity to discover something new. And that's when innovative creative people become huge successes because they see an idea before everyone else and most likely people have laughed at this person because they don't they're like oh whatever you're a dreamer you don't get it this is never gonna die blah 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 you hear the whole same fucking broken records and they're everywhere they just don't want to let go of the fact that things change it's not to insult what you're doing is to give you a heads up that hey i know you love that but it's about, it's like Frosty the Snowman, like the sun's out, she's melting, and it's just gonna be a big puddle, and I don't know what you wanna do with that. But I'm giving you a heads up, like Frosty's still there, but so is the sun, and something's gonna happen. And so, becoming aware of our actions, easier said than done sometimes, and it's hard. And you know what, this is something fun to do with a group of friends. I just pull up a topic, or be like, hey man, you know I'm in this industry, what do you think? Or, I enjoy, I don't know what I want to do. And this is the exercise, if you want, with a group of friends and you want to actually help each other out as like three or four of you and just bounce ideas, throw some tunes on and just bounce ideas and each take a turn and everyone kind of knows each other and be like, dude, this is how I see where you're going. And I'm sure at first it's going to be nothing but insults because that's what, you know, we do. And we, we're, we're goofballs sometimes. But eventually, once you get through the goofiness, and it's the awkwardness of like just kind of truly being open and honest, it's tough at first. But once you get through that, you can share some ideas and maybe bring ideas into the other person to inspire them to pursue something they may, may never have thought of. I think that's key is as, as we're younger, we need to be aware that everything we do has an effect in the world, always. Now, is it positive or negative? So where are we working? Are the companies we're working for creating positive or negative effects? Now, if your answer is like, wow, it doesn't matter. I just love the field. I love nature. I love seeing plants grow. So yeah, but your company is like modifying shit so that it can absorb weed killers and doesn't kill the stock. So it still absorbs it. So now we're eating it and you're cool with that. Oh, you're just going to deny it. Oh, okay. Well, cool. See, I don't think that's a positive impact company. And again, if you're upset about that statement because you relate to it, that's not my problem. And if you're like, I don't care about any of this, I'm like, well, that's okay too. But whatever does interest you or piques your mind, become more and more aware of it. Our actions are greater than we are given credit for. And as we follow marketing trends, because that's what we do, we just buy whatever's told in front of us. Here's product A, B, C, D, or E, that's it. Now, if you go on Amazon, you get way more, but still, there's only X amount. And to start a product, because I've looked into it and I've helped people, holy crap a zuni is it hard. Crap a zuni? What the hell is a crap a zuni? Holy crap a zuni. 
That is a hard task to market a product that you know is awesome, but you just haven't reached that. You just haven't reached it yet. And it's so much money to do it. Anywho, um, you guys have been walking. I hope this was a thought-provoking episode. It's just to get us thinking about others around us, the full mindfulness. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness of everything around us. Now, good job today. I'm glad you um, did it. Keep it up. I'm going to get back to recording these. I'm going to get back to being psyched. Um, Things are about to be launched right now, so I'm just kind of talking out loud. But, you know, this is what it is. This is part of my process. I'm excited for it to come out, and I think it's going to be good. And if you have any comments or questions, just comment it, I guess, and then I'll, like, reply and shit. It's all new to me, but I'm pretty excited. Okay, man, have a great one. Peace.